The Baltimore Ravens officially sign Odell Beckham Jr. A big splash for the Baltimore Ravens as they add a star at the position. We talk about what the signing means for the Ravens, for Odell Beckham, for Lamar Jackson, as well as his fit in the offense. Coming up next here on this live edition of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into a live instant reaction edition of Locked On Ravens. Very exciting one. Your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast here, and I'm your host. Kevin Ostriker, Ravens Wire, coming to you live from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much for being here with us today, making us your first listen of the day or the night here as we're recording here on Sunday evening. We're free and available all podcasting platforms. It is free to subscribe, both YouTube, audio form, or anywhere you get your podcast. So if you want Daily Ravens content five days per week, be sure to subscribe on YouTube, subscribe anywhere you get your audio podcast, whether you're, you're lounging around this Sunday evening, just getting back from Easter dinner. Very happy Easter to everybody out there. Happy Passover as well. Holiday season here and a holiday for the Ravens as they sign Odell Beckham Jr. And this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can help take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off of your first month. We're back in, and it, it's a great start to the week here. As again, we do five days a week, Monday through Friday. But news like this, news like this calls for an exciting live edition. And on these live editions, you can obviously comment in the chat. So share your thoughts in the chat. I, my goal here for these live shows is to engage with the audience. And this is an exciting one with Odell Beckham Jr. Is again, he to me was the last needle moving piece for this franchise in terms of free agent wide receivers. Other than that, it probably would have been like a trade for. DeAndre Hopkins or Cortland Sutton Baltimore goes out gets Odell Beckham Jr. Today we're going to be diving into a lot about the signing first talking about what Odell Beckham brings the actual money on this deal as the reported contract details did come out and those are really I think controversial for a lot of people so we'll talk about that I'll give my thoughts. We'll also talk about what this means for Lamar Jackson. Some breaking news just a couple minutes ago, Lamar Jackson posting that he was on FaceTime with Odell. So that's super exciting. Then we'll also talk about the current state of the Ravens wide receiver room, if this could affect the Ravens draft plans, free agency plans, and just a lot of Odell. We're locked on Odell Beckham Jr. here. And, you know, we have the Chef 87 in the chat saying, hey, Kevin, very exciting news. Guess I can renew my season tickets now. LOL. Yeah, this is exciting. This is really exciting for the Ravens. Odell's a polarizing player, a polarizing figure in the sports world in general. I mean, this is a guy who ever since coming into the league, obviously a first round pick of the Giants has been one of the best receivers in the league. Now, obviously, we're not talking about prime Giants Odell, but this is a really exciting time, I think, to be a Ravens fan. Hopefully, I think you can add to that if Lamar Jackson comes back. So let's first start off with just the generals of this. So the Ravens are signing Odell. It's a one-year deal. That deal coming in reportedly from multiple outlets as an up to $18 million contract, which the other details of that coming out that it's going to be $15 million in guarantees. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network putting out the details in a tweet saying it's a $13.835 million signing bonus. $1.165 million base salary and $3 million in reachable 
incentives. So that means that Odell make at least 15 million and as much as 18 million on that deal. Now that doesn't necessarily mean the cap hit will be $15 million, but there are some interesting things going on potentially with void years and what that could mean extension wise, Brian McFarland, who does great work, Raven salary cap over at Russell street report, kind of outlining for people that if there are four void years on that contract, so the paration ends up being the max of five years, Odell will have a 2023 cap number of 3.932 million, but there's a catch to that. If he's not extended before the 2024 season under that, under that situation, he'll count for 11.068 in dead money on the 2024 cap. So this is, this is a big risk contract for the Ravens. Odell himself though, he is somebody who can be, you know, is he, is he a top 10 wide receiver one in the league anymore? Probably not. You know, he's 31 years old right now coming off an ACL injury that he suffered in the Super Bowl. He's 30 now, be 31 by the time the season starts, I believe are very close to it. And he's a player again, over the course of his career, 531 catches 7,367 yards and 56 touchdowns. And I did a lot of math earlier. I did a lot of math to put out just where Odell's stats rank among Ravens wide receivers, who they've added, the veteran aspect of that. So Odell, I mentioned those stats. He's 531-736-756 in terms of catches, yards, and touchdowns. For the other eight players on the Ravens roster at that position, 585 catches, 7,073 yards, and 43 touchdowns. So 531 for Odell, 585 for the rest, 7,367 yards, 7,073 for the rest, and 56 touchdowns for Odell. 43 touchdowns for the rest. If you want to take that a step further, remember Nelson Aguilar? Yeah, Nelson Aguilar signed with this team. It's a signing that it's funny. And I kind of talked about this on a show a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, where the timing and perception of this whole thing, if Nelson Aguilar had signed after Odell, I think that move would have been a lot less crucified. Like, do I like the Aguilar signing still? It's not my favorite. I would have rather just brought back to Marcus Robinson. But with Odell in the fold, the Aguilar signing looks a lot better. And so the Ravens adding Aguilar and Odell Beckham, they added 16 combined years of NFL experience, 871 combined catches, 11,613 yards and 87 touchdowns. The other seven wide receivers on Baltimore's roster, so that includes Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, James Prochet, Tyler Wallace, etc., they combined seven players, 22 years of NFL experience, 245 catches, 2,827 yards, and 12 touchdowns. The Ravens needed to add veterans. They needed to add veterans in this room. They had gone with the young approach for too long. I'm not saying a young guy can't be really good for them. I'm not saying Rashad Bateman can't be that guy for them, but they needed the NFL experience, and Odell Beckham does provide that. Michael Davis checking in saying, what does all of this really mean? Well, you can break it down into a couple of different aspects. And I think Michael, you know, his comment has a lot of meaning because it's not just, well, what does it mean for the Ravens wide receiver room? What does it mean for the team? I mean, what does it mean for Lamar Jackson, right? We'll talk about that throughout the week. We'll talk about that also a bit in the second segment. Braden Howard checking in saying, we did it, Kevin. Great things to come to those who wait. And they wait. People waited for a long time. I tweeted, Ravens fans deserve this. They deserve exciting news like this. After the pure and absolute roller coaster, the absolute roller coaster this offseason has been, they get again the last needle moving mover on the wide receiver market and free agency. And Brayden saying this offense is exciting for the first time since 2019. This blows the draft wide open. Hard agree. Absolutely agree with that point by Braden. This gives the Ravens so much draft flexibility, something we'll talk about in the third segment a little bit. So be sure to stay tuned for that. But without the Odell signing, it really felt like the Ravens were pigeonholing themselves into 
the wide receiver conversation in that first round. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, they can still go that route 100%. I'll kind of outline my plan moving forward later, but they can still go that wide receiver route. I wouldn't be mad about it. But to me, I almost pivot to corner and say, well, if you got Odell, you got Nelson Aguilar, can you take a corner with that 22nd pick? A Joey Porter Jr. I think is the ideal scenario for a lot of people there. I don't think he falls, but a Deontay Banks, a Cam Smith, et cetera, do you trade down from there? And then in the middle rounds, take a wide receiver there. And Jim Scarborough saying, hope he can hold up for an entire season. We need him for the playoffs. That is right. Hopefully the health can be a blessing for the Ravens. He has not been very healthy over the course of the last couple of seasons, obviously only seven games in Cleveland during that 2020 season before his injury, and then ended up playing in 14 games with the Rams and the Browns for the ACL injury in the Super Bowl. And Evan Rhodes, Evan Rhodes kind of continuing the conversation about the draft. If we draft Joey Porter Jr. in the first round, the soft season will be salvaged for the most part. I agree. Odo Beckham and Joey Porter Jr., you give those two. I mean, personally, I would have preferred DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not mad at Odell whatsoever, but a veteran wideout like an Odell and a young stud corner like a Joey Porter Jr., Sign me up for that 10 times out of 10. And Joshua Weinbender saying we need at least two more wide receivers and a quarterback or two after that and we'll be fine. And this is the plan I'll be talking about. I agree. I think two young wide receivers, whether that is in the draft or someone the Ravens already have, like a Prochet or a Tyler Wallace, depending, depending on your preference, is solid. Steve Keener saying nice signing. Agree. Monica Rensfelder checking in saying so excited. Let's go Ravens. And now Lamar. Lamar's the next domino. Lamar is definitely the next domino here. And me, I'd be hard-pressed. Like, I would be pretty shocked. And I put this out there on Twitter. I'd be pretty shocked if Odo signed with the Ravens not knowing at least something updated about what's going on with Lamar. I'm not saying it's impossible. Maybe he doesn't. But Lamar posting Odell, that they're, you know, they're FaceTiming Odell and Lamar are FaceTiming. That gives pretty indication that those two have at least been in communication and there is some understanding, I think, to me, the question, and you know, you you can have your own answer to this if you want to. Would Odell have signed here if Lamar wasn't at least in play, or if there wasn't a pretty good indication Lamar was coming back? Would Odell Beckham come to play with Tyler Huntley or play with the number four overall pick? Let's just say that's the deal they made for Lamar. I don't think it's a hard no, but I think there is a very increased likelihood that Odell had this deal. And look, there is a lot about the price tag. The M guy 13, you know, asking for the thought, the, my thoughts on the price tag. I'll talk about that in the, right at the start of the second segment. We'll kind of lead into the end of the first with this. But with Lamar, you know, you get him a wide receiver room of Odell, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay. You know, you have Mark Andrews. You have the running room, the running back room of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. And I don't want to forget about Isaiah Likely and other guys like an Aguilar, like a Charlie Kohler, et cetera. This room, this offense under Todd Munkin has the ability to put it all together. And so many people, myself included, just want to see. They just want to see Lamar in a non-Greg Roman offense. Obviously, I'm excluding the, the end of 2018 when it was Marty Morningweg, but they just want to see it. You know, this, this upgraded version of Lamar with an upgraded wide receiver room, they want to see that in a Todd Munkin offense. I think a lot of people would feel robbed if we were not able to see Lamar with Todd Munkin, Lamar with Odell. So hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really hopeful the Ravens will be able to get Lamar back here. We'll continue talking about that because it's, it's an important aspect of this whole thing because, again, Lamar and Odell is a great pairing, you know, Odell with Rashad Bateman, Odell with Devin Duvernay, but where is that next domino? Where is that Lamar Jackson domino? We'll continue talking about that. We'll talk about the draft. We'll talk about the price tag, the actual contract, why it's potentially both really good and really bad 
for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll do all that coming up. So be sure to stay tuned. So lots to dive into on this live reaction edition episode of Locked on Ravens. But first, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And over the course of your life, you learn new things, you have new experiences. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with licensed therapists who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. And there are so many people who have benefited from therapy and all of the things that it can do for you. For example, you know, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries and empowers you to become the best version of yourself. And it isn't for just those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. We're back here, our second segment of this live edition of Locked On Ravens. This Locked On Odell Beckham Jr. episode here on Sunday evening. A great start to the week. A great start to the week here for the Ravens. Kevin Ostrecker, your host, still here with you again. Be sure to subscribe for free, no money involved, both in audio and in video form. It's an amazing growing these channels, growing this show. I've been at this since, crazy enough, since August of 2019. That was Marquise Brown's rookie season when the Ravens took him. It was a really exciting start to that year, that 2019 season. Now here we are in 2023. Marquise Brown no longer a Raven. Odell Beckham, the newest Baltimore Ravens wide receiver. So be sure to, again, subscribe here. It means a lot to me, and it means a lot for everybody tuning in here on this Sunday evening, but it's an exciting episode. And I do want to start off here with a point that was made at, at the end of that first segment from the M guy 13 thoughts on the price tag, the price tag, again, just for people who aren't aware of that it is a one-year deal up to $18 million. And that is actually $15 million guaranteed. So the 13 plus million in signing bonus, the one plus million in base salary to me, I've been on record and I will, I will stay consistent with what I've said 20 million for Odell was too much. 15 for Odell is probably too much. It, it was probably a little too much for the Ravens, probably a bit of an overpay. Now, that doesn't mean I don't like the deal. I still think that Odell's a really good player and he's going to be able to contribute. But again, there are questions with the health. And this is kind of like me both going at this from the, the benefits for the Ravens and also the not benefit aspect of things. Where for Odell, Brian McFarlane kind of outlined it. Even though, for, to me, this is probably a slight overpay, I still don't think he's worth the $15 million at this point in his career. We know what he can be. We know what he can be in an NFL offense. And to me, I think that this was the move the Ravens had to make, or at least one of the probably very limited moves the Ravens had to make. Because if it wasn't Odell, to me, the Ravens still had to add that big-name, big-time veteran wide receiver. If it wasn't Odell... It would have been DeAndre Hopkins or Cortland Sutton. I would have probably preferred Hopkins in this situation. But to me, this is a one-year deal where if the cap hit is around 3.9, which is what Brian McFarlane outlined, could be the case with four void years on top of it, you have to either extend them by the time the 2024 season rolls around or incur that $11 million dead cap hit, which could hinder the ability for the Ravens to go out there and make other moves. So this really has to work out for them. I've heard the word desperation tossed around. I don't think this was a desperation move, but I do think that the Ravens in this situation, they this has to be the right one. This has to be the move. This is their big move at wide receiver, the big veteran move. They can still add a guy in the draft in the first round. 
but this really, really, really has to work out for them or else it could be a disaster because if they don't want Odell back after that first year, if the four void years are there, I don't know. It's tough. So contract wise, I, I would have been a little happier with the actual specs of it. If it were a little less than this 15 guaranteed, this 18 total, but Again, Odell was the by far and away, by far and away, the best veteran wide receiver still out there on that market. Seemed like it was coming down to a, a war between the Jets and the Ravens for Odell. The Ravens outdueled the Jets. That was an episode I put out there. The Ravens outdueled the Jets for Odell. And that's where we are right now. Joshua also saying, let's draft a quarterback. Well, I mean, to me, this is a strong, not a strong indication, but I'd say this is a positive. This is a positive indication that Lamar will be back. I'd be fine with taking a quarterback in the – for me, if Lamar's back, I would say the earliest I'd take a wideout, like I'd go like Hendon Hooker range. Like if the Ravens want to take a swing on a Hendon Hooker, that's fine. But I think that's assuming there is still like no long-term resolution. If the Ravens have the 22nd pick, the most realistic option to fall to them is a Will Levis – and I'm not a huge Will Levis guy personally. I don't know if you've seen the videos of him putting mayonnaise in his coffee or eating the, the rotten banana with the banana peel. That's not the reason. That's not the reason I'm not in on him. But I, I'm I'm just not a huge Will Levis guy personally. So I think Hendon Hooker could be someone. But if Lamar is secured long term, you know Tyler Huntley could still be the backup if you really want that. But if not, is it like a Malik Cunningham in the later rounds, a Stenson Bennett? Because obviously that's the Todd Munkin special there. So we'll see. Adam Thomas saying really want Mingo now completes that room. And I think for me, Joey Porter Jr. in the first, Jonathan Mingo in the third. Give me that. Give me those first two. I'm for it 100%. And even if it's not Joey Porter Jr., if it's, oh, I don't know, a guy like Cam Smith or Deontay Banks or something like that. I've, I've seen Keely Ringo mocked a little bit in the first round. I'm not a Keely Ringo first-round guy. I don't think that'd be the case. But I think if you can get one of the three, I think, to, like Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, those are the guys that I'm like, oh, if they fall 100%, that's the pick, no question. The thing is, those guys aren't going to fall. Like, those two will be gone by 22. But, I mean, if you can get a corner in the first and then a guy like a Jonathan Mingo in the third – I think that's really, really good. Steve coming back saying, still think a strong possibility the Ravens trade back in the first round. It's an EDC thing. I agree with this. Uh, to me, I, I would love the corner pick. To me, the most realistic possibility for the Ravens now that the Ravens, I think Odell gives them draft flexibility. Now that there's this draft flexibility, I think the most realistic option is trading down in the first. The Ravens have been well-documented saying they want more than five picks. That was obviously made apparent at the pre-draft press conference and honestly far before that. And to me, if you can trade down from 22 to uh, like 28 or even 27, if you can pick up an extra second round pick in that, if you can maybe pick up an extra fourth in that too, you're moving down five, six, seven, eight spots. There will still be guys who the Ravens like to 22 who will be there at 27, 28, 29, et cetera. If you can do that, pick up a Zay Flowers or a Cam Smith or a Deontay Banks, get a second rounder. This to me, it's not necessarily a super top heavy draft. Like to me, the, the, the bread and butter of this draft is in the second round, like the, the late first to end of the second, early third round is where a lot of good picks are going to be made. And guys will fall into that second round that maybe should have gone in the first, because this is such a deep class corner wise. Definitely. It is a deep class wide receiver wise. Again, not top heavy. There's not that clear, like, Oh, this guy's going to be an absolute stud star, like consensus, number five overall pick guy. It's not like the class of last year, 
but I still think this is a more mid-heavy wide receiver draft where the Ravens can make that bread and butter in the middle rounds there. You can round out defensive line depth, sneaky needs like edge, running back, etc. There are really good options still after the Odell move here was made by the Ravens. And I'm still I'm still trying to like peruse Twitter a little bit because they, this is all moving so fast. Things are happening. I mean, the Odell FaceTime with Lamar dropped literally like two minutes before I was going to record here. So, I mean, there are a lot of happy Ravens players too. Marlon Humphrey reacting. And the Marlon Humphrey aspect is interesting because remember back in the Cleveland days, when was that? Was it 2019, 2020 maybe where Odell and Marlon Humphrey fought? Marlon Humphrey like choke, had a chokehold on Odell. But apparently those two are about to become best friends according to Marlon Humphrey. So the good ending, we get the good ending with Marlon Humphrey in Odell. Let's look through some of the other comments. Logan Schaubert saying Lamar posts on Insta about OBJ with the chain on. We are up. I love it. I love it. It seems like those two already have a connection. And I think that these two maybe wanted to play together for a little bit. So now that that's actually coming to fruition now, really exciting. Rashad Bateman also has the picture with Odell Beckham Jr. with, you know, his signed number zero uh, Minnesota jersey from back in college. Speaking of number zero, is that the number? Are we going to get an Odell number zero? Obviously, the news with NFL players being allowed to wear number zero. Hey, Odell could be that guy. Or does he does he take three from James Prochet if James Prochet is even on the roster come opening day? So we'll see what that Joshua saying. I would like a Quentin Johnston. Not many 6'4 wideouts who are fast come around. I like Quentin Johnston more than most people. Quentin Johnston, to me, there there are some concerning. The drops are very concerning on tape. His ceiling is insane. His ceiling is insanely high. His floor is probably lower than the other four guys in the draft, which I think is concerning. But I do think the Ravens still need that big-bodied. I mean, if it's, if he's a 6'4 guy, that's a really good body to have. But can he play like that? I mean, I remember Miles Boykin back when he was in Baltimore. He was a huge guy. He didn't play like he was huge. You know, he played like he was six foot instead of six, four, six, three. So you need a, you need somebody who is able to understand their body. And I think Quentin Johnston, he, he knows that, but there's, there are still a couple of concerning things there in terms of drops and other things. And, you know, Ballhawk Productions saying, Hey, OBJ posted his kid in an LJ Jersey. That was how he announced the deal on Instagram. It was really cool. And, you know, a couple of pictures of his kid in the Lamar Jersey. To me, this is it's a good indication. I'm not saying it's the only indication at all. Lamar is definitely coming back again. I think this is a money thing, but I think it is a positive thing in terms of Lamar. Baltimore get up also on the Jonathan Mingo hype train and also saying that he would like to get him or Bryce Wheaton, Pukunakua, and Dubois are interesting. Yeah, I mean, all the I, I think Pukunakua is someone, you know, Kainakua, Ravens legend, by the way, you know, so some connection there. Bryce Wheaton, I think, really underrated as well. Ball Hawks saying Lamar and Odell are friends. Yep. And then we have someone else, Kalua Kids, saying hello, new here. Go Ravens, go Ravens. I, I agree. Thanks for tuning in here, checking in. And again, if you're new here, you can subscribe to the channel. You know, just a shameless plug here. Subscribe on YouTube. We're also in audio form, same show, both audio and video. So welcome into the channel. I appreciate you being here. And Ball Hawks saying Lamar is coming back 100%, at least under the tag. At least. I mean, again, there are the questions about would Lamar play under the tag or would he not? I don't necessarily know if he would or not. But I think the, the Odell signing is a good indication of that and then as stun is saying i love the sign good job edc and the ravens and let's go get d hop i <laughs> i think this was it i don't think d hop's coming anymore i think that with aguilar with odell you've done your veteran work now it's now it's time to turn to the young guys mid-round wide receiver maybe a first round wide receiver i would have loved d hop in baltimore 
I think the Odell signing effectively ends that train and Odell was the veteran they ended up going with. And, and I'm fine with it. You know, again, is it a slight overpay contract wise one year, 18 million up to 15 guarantees, probably a slight one, but again, Odell was the last solid needle moving wide receiver on the board. If that's the case, you kind of have to go with what you go with. And the Ravens made the move they felt like they had to make. And hopefully this can help not only on the field, but get Lamar back on the field for the Ravens. So coming up in our final segment, we'll talk a bit more about the Ravens wide receiver room in general. Look at Odell and what he can actually bring to the team as a 30 or soon to be 31 year old here for the Ravens. So be sure to stay tuned. Still a lot to dive into on this instant reaction live edition of Locked on Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And for grand slams, no hitters and double plays, they are all back here and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. The Orioles are back. They've had a a rough stretch after that opening day win. I I was there. I, I wore my Orioles socks, and that's the only reason they won, by the way. But that's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. And, you know, you can bet on Aaron Judge picking up where he left off. You know, your pitcher can go over on strikeouts. You can also build a same game parlay with your favorite matchups of the day whether it's Adley Rutschman. I know that people are looking forward to Kyle Stowers in Nora's uniform. He's now down in AAA, but Gunnar Henderson, guys like that, you can build a great same grind play. So don't miss a chance to get a nose wet first. That is $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. We're back rounding out Locked on Ravens Sunday evening live instant reaction edition. Kevin Ostriker still here talking with you and talking with the chat here on YouTube. We are live here, but if you missed the live edition, this is going to go on audio form. Anywhere you get your podcast, the replay, it'll also be available for replay on YouTube. If you want to come in here, check it out again and relive the excitement of Odell Beckham Jr. So be sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow along in audio form as well. Let's first, you know, in this final segment, let's take a look at the Ravens wide receiver room first and foremost, where now Odell's in it, Nelson Aguilar is in it, but you also have the other guys who were there last year. So when looking at everybody in that room, I'll just go from top to bottom, at least, you know, I think Odell's the wide receiver one in that room, definitely. But other than that, you have Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, Nelson Aguilar, James Prochet the second, Tylen Wallace, Shamar Bridges, and Isabella, and Mike Thomas. I think the top four are a really good start. Those to me are the four that are safe on the roster. And you can say with a hundred percent, or maybe in Duvernay's case, depending on if you want them traded or not, 95% certainty if, if you're on the trade Duvernay train, that those four will be there. Now, Prochet, Wallace, I think they could still be with the team, but if the Ravens take a, I don't know, a Jonathan Mingo, as, as we've talked about here, they go in the first round, take a Zay Flowers, those could all be solid options, and you can still get those two young guys or one from the draft and then one from their roster already. So I think the top four is a really solid foundation, but now they have to just add one or two more guys, and they'll be cooking. They'll be cooking with grease is Roquan Smith ended up saying and so let, let's let's look back in the chat a little bit now Chauncey Faust saying this draft is deep in receivers and cornerbacks I think they'll trade back unless they get their man on the board when they draft trade back to me seems like it'll be the route they go not a guarantee but would not shock me whatsoever I mean look you can move back six or seven spots or eight or nine or however many if you can pick up an extra second round pick I think there are going to be so many players who the Ravens will look back on in this draft 
and say, man, we really wish we had a second round pick here. We really wish we had made that trade back. And if there's a no brainer at 22, you take them, right? That you, you do that no matter what, if there's an absolute no brainer prospect who falls, but if there are kind of like six or seven or eight guys who you like on that board, there will still be some of those guys available. If you trade to 26 or 27 or 28, and you can pick up an extra second or, an, or two extra thirds or an extra second and a fourth alongside that 29th pick or something like that. That to me is a really solid idea for what the Ravens can do. Recoup some of that draft capital, still have Roquan Smith there and then figure it all out from there. And, you know, Baltimore gets up saying Prochet, but maybe oh, no Shea, <laughs> James Prochet, no Shea, but maybe Wallace. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens with the Prochet situation. I know it's been very disappointing. Same thing with Tylen Wallace. Joshua saying I would go Richardson, Johnson, or Robinson in the first, or Johnston or Robinson in the first round. Richardson's not going to be there at 22. He's just not. And if Lamar stays, that's the pick that I wouldn't make. If Lamar leaves and you get the fourth overall pick, then you can maybe have that conversation. But Richardson's not going to be there at 22. Johnston's intriguing. And then Robinson, what, what's Robinson? I don't, I don't I'm, off the top of my head, I can't recall what Robinson, but I think Johnson, I, again, I'm more in on him than some are, but with Odell, if it's Odell, Johnston, Bateman, Duvernay, Aguilar, the solid room, you can plug Zay Flowers in there. You can plug Jordan Addison or Jackson Smith and Jigba, any of those, they'd be solid. Dusty Feller checking in. No worries. Kevin, the monk will make it work. The monk will. I, I'm all in on the monkster, Todd Munkin. <laughs> he, he kind of embarks on his journey here and he's someone who, again, Loves to throw the football. I think the Ravens will still incorporate rushing a lot in their offense, but I think we will see a shift. I'm not saying the Ravens are going to throw it 50 times a game, but I think Todd Munkin will try to utilize these guys to the best of his ability. And with the way that Todd Munkin talked about Odell Beckham in this introductory press conference, it, you know, you're almost looking back on it now and you're like, huh, you know, I, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but it just seems so likely at that point that, you know, we, we weren't really sure where Odell was going, but now it's official. Odell, a member of the Ravens. And Alyssa coming in here saying, interesting that he would sign knowing without knowing who will throw him the ball. Yeah, I mean, again, nothing has happened with Lamar. So at this point, like, there's no sure thing about, oh, yeah, Lamar is coming back to Baltimore because of Odell. But again, I do think that there is some positivity you can take away from the Lamar situation in this, especially in the fact that Lamar was on FaceTime with him and the signing itself, I think, is maybe what the Ravens were looking for and what Lamar was looking for in a veteran wide receiver. Mama 24 saying still got to get another wide receiver in the draft. I agree. I wouldn't even be mad if they took two. I would hope they would get more draft picks. But wide receiver and corner are the two absolute needs for them in this draft. Signing Odell gives them the opportunity to go corner if they need to in the first round, even go best player available if they want in the first round there. Dale silly man coming in. I don't understand how this works. The Ravens cap situation. Some bets will need to be traded for picks. And so going back to this cap situation and how this all works out and, and Dale and whoever else is wondering, it's a good question. So for Baltimore, this again, a one year eight up to $18 million deal with 15 million in guarantees. So for the Ravens, they have, I think before Odell, it was a little over $6 million in cap space. Brian McFarland, who does great work for the for Rush Street Report in his Ravens salary cap on Twitter, if you want to shoot him a follow. If the Ravens add four void years to reach the maspiration of five years, Odell will have a 2023 cap number of $3.932 which will put them right around $2, 3000000 million in cap space. However, in that situation, the four void year situation, if that is the case, and he's not extended before 2024, He'll count for 11.068 in dead money. So they could make it work that way. But I agree, Dale. I think we will see a couple of veterans. 
either restructured or traded. I don't know who that is. I know Patrick Queen is kind of the most popular option around the the airwaves about, oh, who could be traded? Look in that situation. Maybe it's Patrick Queen. Maybe it's someone else. But they can make this work, especially if they add void years on. But you're right. A $50 million guaranteed contract and guarantees there, That's that, that outright will not work for the Ravens with what they have salary cap wise. And then also, you know, Mark saying any receiver could be there at 22. I agree. I think Jackson Smith and Jegba probably goes before, but the trio of Johnston and Addison and Zay Flowers, all three of those guys could be there. I, I think someone will take a swing on Johnston's tools before 22. So you might be picking between Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers. I slightly prefer Jordan Addison. I like Zay Flowers a lot too. I slightly prefer Jordan Addison, but I, I don't think he'd go wrong with either one of those guys. And then Sean Lyle coming in, trade back, then get a corner in the first. I agree with this. I think this is a really solid option for them. And if you trade back your options there at corner, probably are going to be a guy like Deontay Banks or a Cam Smith would not be mad with either of those guys, especially if you can pick up an extra second or an extra third in that deal. Sean coming in saying Mims, Marvin Mims is is one of my favorite mid round guys. I think uh, it's tough because to me, I think Mims will be gone before 86. So to me, it'd be if the Ravens trade back, pick up a t- the 28th pick, let's say, get next, like maybe a late second and a late third. I don't know if you can maneuver that draft board, but I think Mims, you know, he's not good enough to take a 22, but I think he'll be gone before 86. So that's going to be interesting. Self-taught Gardner, Patrick, Queen, and a four for DeAndre Hopkins and a third. I mean, I would have I would have done that if, if the Ravens hadn't signed Odell, but I think, again, the Hopkins train, it has stopped. It, it is no longer moving. I think Odell was the veteran acquisition for them I would have loved DeAndre Hopkins I honestly probably would have preferred a little bit to Odell but Odell still is a very solid player we just have to hope at least for the Ravens sake the health is able to stay relatively he's able to stay relatively healthy and also hit that he can produce on the field and that Lamar is back there as well Island Vibes saying still a wide receiver if a good one is on the board best player available still means wide receiver is a Johnston or Addison or Flowers yeah those three guys I wouldn't be shocked if either of those guys were available there Mark saying, I think this is a sneaky, great mid-round quarterback draft with DTR and the UGA guy. Yeah, I mean, I think Stenson Bennett is, you know, if you want the Munkin connection, Stenson Bennett is that guy. Also, Malik Cunningham, potentially, you know, Penn State court, Steve Clifford, another one, or yeah, Clifford is the one from Penn State, so he could be an option there. Joshua saying, I like Richardson if we draft defense. The picks will be wasted. Quarterback, wide receiver, maybe running back. I would even trade for Jerry Judy. I mean, for Richardson, it's either you draft defense or you don't in that first round. So maybe Joshua was saying just like if Richardson is the pick in the first round defense or the rest of the draft. But again, if Lamar is there, I'm not taking Richardson. I think that's redundant and the Ravens have other needs and need to address there. Trey Palmer in the fifth, DTR in the fourth. Sean saying, not not a bad, not a bad aspect. Mama's saying you don't need a big body wide receivers getting no point on routes is more important. Chiefs have zero big body wide receivers. I mean, I agree with this in, in principle. I mean, I think having Odell, having Rashad Bateman, those are two really good separators. Devin Duvernay's an underrated guy in being able to go up and get the football in contested catch situations. So at that point, do you do like, is it a need? Do you absolutely have to have a big body wide receiver? No, it's not an absolute need, but I think it'd be nice to have one of those guys. I think it'd be, maybe you call it a luxury if you can get one of those guys on the roster. Sean Sam Mingo in the third would be more than happy with that. Mark says, I don't have much worry about Lamar sitting out at this point. I would hope not. I would hope he doesn't. But again, you know, Mark saying a one-year deal is not a reason to not draft the first round wide receiver. I agree. I mean, you have to have short and long-term goals here with the Ravens and what they end up having. So to me, 
this deal for Odell is at least short-term wise, you can kind of scope it out for a year, see what it is. It's a risky deal. It's definitely a risky deal for the Ravens. I'm not saying it's, you know, free of risk for them. They have to hope this works out. Hope he gels, hope he gels with the offense, gels with his teammates. Odell's claimed, you know, people claim him as a diva. I don't think he's a diva at this point. Like obviously the New York days, the Josh Norman situation was one that was not a good look for him. But I think at this point in his career, He's looking to win. I mean, we saw how happy he was. I put it in the thumbnail, how happy he was to win that Super Bowl with the Rams. It was a big part in that run. We just have to know what he's like after a year of not playing football, coming off of the second major knee injury in a very short amount of time. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Charles Davis, if Lamar doesn't want to play with his new weapons this year, I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah, this, this all hinges on Lamar now. You know, the Ravens went out there, got him that veteran wideout. We'll see what ends up happening. So at the end of the day, there's a lot that goes into this decision for Lamar, but I think most of it is money for him. I think it helps. This definitely helps the Lamar situation, but at the same time, Lamar has to make the decision about if he is, is he going to go down to what the Ravens are offering, or at least try to come to a middle ground because it does not seem whatsoever like the Ravens are going to go up to him. EHJD09 saying has Lamar withdrawn a straight request as the front office relented on refusal to guarantee LJ's money at Watson's level. I don't think he necessarily would. I mean, it, it's not been public if he has or not. I don't know if he has or not, but I don't know. I mean, maybe the Odell signing is done enough for him to do that. I wouldn't bet on that. I still think it's pretty money-based with Lamar, but we'll see how the Odell situation kind of impacts the situation as a whole. Bentley James saying they overpaid Odell, but one of the underpay of, but one of underpay Lamar that sounds dysfunctional. I mean, yeah, there's been the, the topic of like, oh, they have enough money for Odell, but, lot, but not for Lamar. Well, part of the problem with the Lamar in the offense is that they didn't give Lamar weapons. Now they've gotten Lamar Odell, who is a proven wide receiver. Is he? I think he is a low-end wide receiver one at this point in his career. He's not the best wide receiver in football, but I think that he does give them someone that Lamar has never had. He has never had this good of a wide receiver room before. So we will see if, if it all pans out for them. Raven 76 B more saying, I see us getting Joey Porter jr. And then Sean Lyle saying, I think Cam Smith will be there. I don't know about Porter. I wouldn't bet on Joey Porter jr. Being there. I hope he is. I, I would be ecstatic if he was, I think Deontay Banks or Cam Smith, the more realistic options corner wise, Mark saying Bateman, OBJ, Mandrews, likely JK. It's all work of art. 21 personnel. I'm excited. If you can add Lamar back to that offense, I'm really excited with what he can do with Todd Munkin in that. Jacob saying, bring back Flacco on your deal for the fun of it. Bring back my man, Joe Flacco. Eliteness himself, the elite king. I mean, what a story it'd be to have Lamar as a starter. Flacco as the backup for that year. Man, Joe Flacco, Mr. Elite. Ryan Tannehill might be the quarterback thrown to OBJ. I, I, I don't think he's going to be Tannehill. I mean, it might not be Lamar, but I don't think he's going to be Tannehill. Charles Davis saying, I like corner. I think corner is the... At this point, with the way the roster is set for Baltimore, to me, corner is where you go. Corner's where you go unless it's a trade down. So my preferred options, you know, draft-wise in round one would be probably trade down, corner, and then wide receiver. And then after you trade down, you could go with the Deontay Banks, Cam Smith, if Zay Flowers is still there. So we'll see what happens. And Engraven Vids checking in, my man Engraven, another live. Oh, this is a special occasion. It is a special occasion, and Ingraven has you covered. He he already has the videos out. He has Odell reactions out there. Be sure to check out Ingraven and his video for awesome Ravens content. And Ingraven, I appreciate you. And Mark's asking Ingraven what he thinks about the deal. I mean, my per I'm not I'm not Ingraven, but my my personal thoughts on the deal is that I think it's really really solid. And Ingraven actually just put his opinion in here. He says 
from Ingraven says, I still think they overpaid, but they had to based on the current quarterback situation and because of their history with wide receivers. It would take more for a wide receiver to come to Baltimore than a lot of other teams. And I, I agree with this. I, I 100% agree with Ingraven and his assessment. I think it was a necessary overpay. I don't think it was an overpay. I don't think it was a massive overpay. I don't think like this is a horrible, terrible deal for the Ravens. You're still getting a really good player, but I've been consistent saying I would not pay 20 million for Odell. I would not pay 15 for Odell. I would have him more in that 10 to 12 range, but they had to do it. They had to do it because Odell was the best wide receiver still available in the Frazier market by a large margin. That was the only guy. I mean, if you're not doing that, you're signing Demarcus Robinson back, you know, I think other than that, it'd be trading for DeAndre Hopkins or trading for Cortland Sutton. Obviously Odell said he felt a lot of love from Baltimore, but I think Engraven's point's really good here where even though it's an overpay, I think it was a necessary overpay and not one where you're kind of sitting there with your, your head in your hands saying, why would they make this deal? It's such a bad, it ruins their off season. It does not ruin their off season. It's, it's an exciting time here in Baltimore, a, a polarizing player, a polarizing figure coming to Baltimore. Again, I think a low end wide receiver one who compare with Rashad Bateman, compare with Devin DuVernay, Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, and hopefully Hopefully Lamar Jackson is they try to round out this offense and get better before the draft. And after the draft, we'll see what they do there as well. But that's all I have for you here today on this live edition of Locked On Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, we're five days a week here. Daily Ravens content. We'll have another show coming out tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Eastern time about Odell Beckham. We'll do a mock draft there, an updated mock draft with the Odell situation in mind and a lot more about what this means for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. So thank you for tuning in here today. Be sure to stay tuned for our content throughout the rest of the week here. And I'll see you right back here tomorrow.